What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Fuck That Shit. I'm ready to drop another episode for y'all. Super excited to share, and we'll be rolling out some more episodes on a monthly basis. Please make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you leave your reviews, and I can't wait to share this next episode with you. It's 2023, and people are still sending unsolicited dick pics. (laughs) What the actual fuck? I mean, today, listen, y'all, I feel inspired to hop on this pod to talk a little bit more about my dating life. Boo! (laughs) Whatever, y'all. I am a 33-year-old woman, and I've been single for the past seven years, and despite the literal trash that is dating, I am still out here trying, okay? Have I given up hope? No. Am I feeling hopeful, though? Well, not at this very fucking moment. (laughs) With every dating fail, I can't help but start to feel an exhaustive feeling of, what if I never meet anyone? What if I end up alone for the rest of my fucking life? Ugh, I know, sob story. Anywho, you see, having these things called boundaries is downright exhausting. This is why I didn't have any in the first place. When I started this podcast, I felt like I had really discovered something I had discovered my moral compass, my grounding mantra to pull me away from the temptation and old habits, and to stick with what my really real side wanted and needed. Motherfucking respect. Now, before discovering fuck that shit as my phrase to snap myself out of people-pleasing tendencies, I used to fawn my way through awful integrating experiences. I try and flirt my way out of trouble, talk myself into being, quote, a bad bitch and holding my ground even if it meant that I would end up double downing on the frustration that I had for others and then myself for not respecting my own needs. It was a vicious cycle. But here I am now, 33 fucking years old, and I'm in my Jesus year, bitch. I never read the Bible, but what I do know is Jesus fucking died and his ass came right back, badder than ever. Well, (laughs) it's me, bitches. I am Jesus. (laughs) I have died and I have come back to life. My ego has been slaughtered time and time again, and I am here from the ashes of the dating dumpster fire, and I have once again called out trashy, disrespectful behavior, mourned my loss, and acknowledged my triggers, and for the first time in a very long time, I was a big girl, and I cried it out, I danced it out, and then I wrote it out, and now I'm talking it out, okay? Now listen, I didn't want to come on here to talk about dick pics, though. Or to talk about what a fucking baddie I am. I mean, I could talk all day about that. What I wanted to do was to come on here and be a reassuring voice to anyone who is in this trashy game and acknowledge the pain that comes with keeping firm on boundaries. I mentioned this before in my episode, Quote Busy, but this last experience has really fucked up narratives coming to the surface that I want to share with y'all in hopes that it helps someone else in their process. So before I talk my shit, I want to start by saying, y'all... I love a dick pic. I am here for a good sexting moment. But the person who decided to send me one was someone I had never met in person. Okay, we met on Tinder. I roll. I know. (laughs) And we had talked on the phone many times over the course of the week and had decided that we should finally meet. Now, this was the day that we had made the plans to finally meet. Uh, But when I woke up and saw his message that morning, I was shooketh. I was shooketh, y'all. I was shooketh to find that homeboy had not messaged me with the time and location to meet, but instead sent me a fucking dick pic captioned, you were in my dream last night. Bitch, 
Yours and everyone else's. <laughs> the fucking gall it took this man to message my ass at 7.30 in the morning. Talk about morning wood, because his ass was clearly dumb as a board. And here I was wondering, one, did this motherfucker put a filter on his shit? Two, wow, is this kind of artsy? Sure. But most importantly, three, why the fuck did he think this shit was okay? And my ass sat there in bed trying to contextualize his behavior and honestly almost excuse it. He presented as being a bit chaotic in his energy, but shit, so am I. So I wasn't not into it. (laughs) And I started asking myself, what did I do to invite this behavior? I mean, we had been sending each other cute little photos, just little shits from throughout our day because he would call me in the evenings and later on we would talk about it. At no point in time had I ever sent him anything of equal caliber to the member on my screen. I mean, it was nice though. (laughs) (laughs) The dilemma, y'all. The fucking dilemma. On one hand, the old boundaryless, people-pleasing, fawning hoe that I was wanted to roll with the punches and find an excuse uh, for the behavior and to meet him and that dick. Okay. (laughs) But on the other hand, I could literally feel... Fuck that shit energy surging through me. And now that I have a language for my boundaries, it has made it impossible to ignore them. I hate it sometimes. (laughs) Now, for those unfamiliar with the concept of fawning, it's another trauma response. Many people may know about the fight or flight, but fawning involves playing cool and acting especially nice as a way to talk their way out of a situation or in many cases, pretending to enjoy certain situations because shit. Acting like something is consensual feels a lot safer than crying out, no, and having to deal with the potential negative repercussions. Needless to say, y'all, I am a fawning queen, okay? (laughs) Listen, I wish I could say I was mad at the fact that the dick pic was random and that it was an invasion, a non-consensual act, okay, sure. But the truth was, none of those factors were reasons why I was so angry, I felt angry and exhausted by the idea that maybe I had something to do with this or something that even invoked deserving this or even worse that nobody wants anything to do with me if it's not of a sexual nature. In one of my earlier episodes in quote casual dating, I talk about my experience as a sexual assault survivor and how many of those experiences have shaped who I am today. I mean, I can't be ignored. But something I didn't talk about was the resonating feeling I experience when interacting with people when dating, especially with men, that leaves me feeling as though I am only as good as their attraction towards me. That it is not my mind that men want to get to know, but instead, my body. And with every instance of assault, including every unwanted dick pic in my phone, this narrative is reinforced. Now, this is a hard pill to swallow because I have done a lot of work to really love my body and to own every part of me. Now, sometimes I feel like that sense of confidence I have in myself is conflated with being overly sexual. And I know I'm not the only person who have felt this way. I remember seeing an interview once with Eartha Kitt and she said, a man has always wanted to lay me down, but he has never wanted to pick me up. And shit, every time a man acts in a way that demonstrates he just wants to lay me down, my hope that someone will want to lift me up becomes more and more dim. I've shared this story with a few people, and I've honestly been surprised by people's responses. Many women were shocked to find out that I had even messaged this person back. They simply said, I would have just blocked him and moved on. And while I think that is a completely appropriate response, 
I also know that my body and my heart has locked a lot of practice when it comes to holding firm boundaries and calling bullshit out. And at this point, y'all, I almost crave it. Some days I feel like I want the fight because I am still holding on to so much unresolved anger. I feel angry that people thought I was an easy target. I feel angry that I have been manipulated and abused in my past. And I feel angry that men thought my body was their right and they took it like it was theirs. I have a lot of unresolved rage. I can admit that. I can own that. Unresolved, though, because I found my way through it all. I dissociated from the memories altogether. And yet I get so triggered when confronted with more bullshit that I become not responsive and I just shut down. But none of that anymore, y'all. None of that. Okay. In this rebirth at 33 fucking years old, we are giving a name to our power. All right. We are speaking our fucking truths. And instead of holding our ground and ignoring big red flag energy, we're calling it the fuck out because we know we're stronger and we know we're more resourced than ever before. And by we, yes, I mean me and myself and I. (laughs) Are you with me? So listen, I made the decision to message his ass back and I said, I thought we knew better than to send unsolicited dick pics, especially before having had the chance to meet. Now, his apologetic ass tried to call me not once, not twice, but three motherfucking times. And I had honestly no intentions of even answering his call at all. Okay. But by the third one, after I had cried it out, I was still craving a resolution that involved further confrontation. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, I couldn't beat his ass, but I wanted to say some shit to him. Right. So I picked up the phone before the final ring. And while he was apologetic, his excuses were lame. And can you believe it, y'all? He still wanted to see me. (laughs) I mean, I can't believe it because look at me (laughs) or listen to me, whatever. (laughs) You get the point. Now, I didn't want to be angry. I just wanted to be honest. And I told him, listen, thank you for the apology. But your dick pic set a tone that cannot be washed over. And I don't want to be friends. Goodbye. Woo-wee, y'all. It felt So fucking good. I felt like I was that bitch. A bitch who sticks up for herself. A bitch who is rooted in her power and her truth. A bitch who doesn't take anything less than motherfucking respect. And all that to say for whoever is listening, I want to invite you to consider leaning into discomfort, finding your voice and exercising it when needed. And of course, when you feel safe to do so. Blocking bitches has its reasons. I get it. But how many conversations and confrontations go unresolved? How many times have you blocked someone, kept it pushing, but stayed ruminating on the thought or the person? Now I'm realizing now more than ever that if I don't actually say what I fucking mean, I'll stay stuck in a loop of resentment, but not anymore. Fuck Fuck that that shit. Until next time. Stay tuned for more episodes and conversations about navigating the bullshit and staying true to you by subscribing to the show. And as we say, what's said here stays here, but what's learned here leaves here. And if you got anything from today's episode, please share. You can find me on fuck that shit pod on Instagram and Twitter. And that's FCK that shit pod, or even better share this episode with someone who might benefit from it. I'm always here for the conversation and I look forward to staying connected. (laughs) 